Welcome back into the Trib Preps Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, reporter here at the Tribune, and I am joined by Todd Sommerfeld, the assistant sports editor here at the Tribune, and we are breaking down some tournament action. We are thick in the tournament time. Every you know, high school sport right now is in their postseason. Uh, we've got girls basketball, boys basketball, both in tournaments. Boys hockey is uh, in their state. Boys and girls hockey, I should say, are uh, down at state. Wrestling is at their state tournament as well, so lots of stuff going on. Um, oh, and gymnastics. Can't forget gymnastics, about gymnastics. Yeah, right. we got West Salem Co-op made it. Yep, and and uh, uh, Lydia Korn from, from Viroqua, so uh, Viroqua Co-op team. I think she's a Cashton kid, but Viroqua Co-op team. So we got some participation over, over there for state gymnastics too. All right, so lots of busy stuff going on here. One of the rare slower days, it's a Wednesday, we're recording this Wednesday night, one of the rare slower days for this week, but obviously we're going to crank it up for the weekend, got some good stuff for you. But And we may go long, we'll see. Yeah. There's we'll a see. lot to talk about today. Right, yeah, so maybe a touch longer than usual, but we're going to jump right into it with some girls basketball. Uh, they're in the section tournament right now, I mean, these teams are two games maybe, uh, or two games away from the state tournament. Yep. Uh, got some great local matchups. In Division Three, let's start there, Todd. We've got GET playing Arcadia. Obviously, two Cooley Conference rivals. Teams I believe split in the regular. No, no, excuse me. No, no GET won. Yeah, GET won both of them. But I remember that well, at least one of them was a very close game. Arcadia gave them a good run. So this will be an interesting matchup here in the section semi. GET versus Arcadia. Yeah, I saw them play at the Lacrosse Center this year, and Arcadia's got a really good team. Uh, I just think. They've just kind of run into maybe just a little better GET team, but when you play a third time, you know who knows uh, what'll happen this time around. Uh, I think GET might be more of a kind of a team on the on the mission. Uh, Lexi Wagner being a senior, they've they haven't been able to get over that hump and get to state, and and I think they they see this as a legitimate chance, and it is a legitimate chance. Uh, to win two more games and end up getting that trip to Green Bay. And and I, I just have a feeling that GET is going to be able to, to play two really good games right now and get over that hump. That would be good to see. Uh, and then obviously in Division Three, we've got uh, two conference rivals, Prairie Machine going against Platteville. That's an interesting matchup. PDC obviously won those games. or been one of the best teams uh, in Division Three yeah. this year. But that's one of those times where like, – goes back to that old saying of that third time playing a team, they know each other well, and obviously Platteville knows that Willie Cron, the PDC freshman, has kind of taken the conference she, by storm yeah, with her score. Yeah, half of the year, for yeah. sure. I mean, they know that she's a big focus and somebody that they're going to have to slow down. So it's going to be interesting to see what Platteville tries to do to slow them down and if PDC just kind of how they handle that uh, an opponent knows them so well. And we just got started and we've already thrown out the third time against you know, third time in a season thing. See if we do that three times now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, Parade Sheen's been one of the real pleasant surprises of this year considering where they came from winning one game a couple of years ago. And, and you know, they have, they have a good mix in, in terms of classes of kids there too. So, I mean, this is still going to be a team that's going to be a force next year. But, boy, they've I think they've really opened some eyes. And maybe that happened a couple of months ago where people had their eyes open about this team. But they're sure. still playing well, and they haven't hit a wall of any kind. So uh, I, I would think they could they could handle Platteville again, and then we'll see what happens if they get uh, Marshall or, or Shoreland Lutheran. Shoreland Lutheran got the one seed, but Marshall, we, we know, is very good uh, and, and did very well last year in the last couple of years. So I, that game is kind of a toss-up down there. But if Prairie, Prairie can get by Platteville, we'll see what happens. And, and that will be the toughest game of the year. Uh, to this point that they played, I think. Uh, that section final thing yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I, I Platteville, they obviously know, uh, and then we'll see what happens on Saturday if they win that one uh, Thursday. Yeah, and that's one of those tough things that we don't think about enough in tournament time, I don't think, is that you go Thursday where you have a really tough game where an opponent knows you well, like we keep talking about, and then you got to turn right around one day of like half practice where you got to be rested enough to play on Saturday but get enough preparation in. That's one of those tough things that that's really, I feel like, what separates the really good teams, the, the championship-level teams versus the ones that just maybe have some good talent is that ability to quickly refocus, get ready for that next game in just 48 hours. And plus we've reached that level where you're usually traveling sure. for both games too. Um, you, you could luck out and get a... Uh, sectional semifinal close to home, uh, as on Alaska does, be, be getting able to play at Logan. Uh, but when you're looking at, uh, uh, let's see, where is uh, that GT game? I think they're at Black River Falls. Yep. So they're both traveling for that one. You have Prairie Deschene and Platteville playing each other in Madison. <laughs> so, you know, the, you, you also on top of that have that travel and the wrong, long ride home uh, the, night, the night of the game and then get ready and throw a practice together and then get up. And usually they play, uh, we have some games, there's kind of a mix on Saturday in terms of when you play, but you may get a 1 o'clock game on Saturday. Sure. That you have to be ready for uh, much earlier than you're used to playing, too. And you mentioned Alaska, let's jump over there in Division Two. They're going to be playing River Falls. You mentioned that they're going to be playing at Logan. That's going to be like a home game for Alaska, just right down the road for them. Um, I, I think this is one of those interesting games because I'm not entirely sure if we've seen Alaska at its very best yet. Just because no, I, I think, think they've had they have so much talent on the team. I think that one or two players have been playing really well for stretches, to, but then it's never the whole five at the same time. Just with the talent that they have. Yeah, they've been searching for that all season, and they've kind of they won a ton of games, uh, but they've been up and down. If yeah, that's not if not. Talk, it's just no, that no. they're if so you, good. I'm if just, you talk, yeah, and I, I do. I think they're I think they're that good. Uh, they have talent everywhere on the floor. Um, but but Shane Schmeling at times has been a little frustrated with some of the shot selection, I think, uh, and maybe not seeing what he wants to see for you know two full halves of, of basketball. Uh, there will be one bad stretch or something like that, and that's that's something that someone like Coach Schmeling is just going to harp on. Right, he's going to find that bad because he wants to you know make this team as good as it can be. Uh, so he, I think he's a very critical guy after games probably uh, when when he talks to the team, but. You know, he, he knows what the potential is here. He sees it on a day-to-day basis. And like I said, it's hard for me to imagine with all the talent that's on that team that they don't have a chance uh, to go ahead and win a couple of games here. Uh, River Falls knocked off Menominee, and I, I don't know if that was, you know, kind of a toss-up game. It was a two against a three. Uh, so we'll, we'll see in the, in the 3-1 in River Falls. Uh, whoever wins that game is going to have a really tough next game. Right. Put it that way on Saturday. Uh, with Hortonville and New London on the other side, both of them very good basketball traditions. Uh, on Alaska, still kind of building its from you know some dormant years there, about sure. ten years ago. Wasn't Horton? I'm pretty sure Hortonville won the <clears throat> championship last year for D3. I, I can't. I know Hortonville's always good. I can't remember who won last year uh, for state, but uh, like I said, whoever wins the game Thursday will have their hands full on on Saturday. But all you want to do at this point is get to Saturday, right? So that's what on Alaska will be focused on against River Falls on Thursday. Definitely. Let's jump down to D4 where the, the two major players that the whole state knows and we've known from you know day one of this season, uh, Aquinas and Melrose Mandaro, in different sections, so they wouldn't meet until potentially the state tournament. Uh, but they've got their sectional semifinals here. Aquinas is going to be playing Mineral Point. Uh, Melrose Mandaro playing Durand. Um, I, I don't see either of these teams losing. We've been talking about that on the podcast throughout the, the season here, but just... The way that these teams have handled their business here in the postseason, 
I don't think either of them had a game. Oh, Aquinas got had a little bit of a test this last game, but Melrose Menderos has two 40-point wins in the tournament so far. I know Aquinas was a little bit closer in their regional final, but uh, I just think these teams just know who they are, know what talent they have, and they're just in that kind of zone where their whole goal is Green Bay, and then they'll figure it out from there. Yes, I think uh, the tougher path uh, is the one Mel Men will have to take, but I think they're good enough to get through it. Uh, playing Duran. Duran has a great basketball tradition. Uh, if they win that one, they could get Colfax, uh, which is another good team. Uh, but it, it's just hard for me to imagine. And when you look at the, the local teams here, I mean, we've been spoiled by having these two teams around, Aquinas and Melman I'm talking about. And to me, when I look at other teams, there, there's a big gap, I think, after the two of them. Sure. I think there's other teams that are very good, um, but I think – especially with Aquinas and the competition they play throughout the year. They go above and beyond in non-conference games, going up to Hopkins and, and playing, you know, everybody else that they play. They played Marshall. They, they played some really good non-conference teams. And we, played Hayward, who's in the second Hayward semifinal. And, and, yeah, Hayward. That, yeah. Um, and pounded Hayward. Right. <laughs> so uh, they've done very well against non-conference teams that they played. I think Mel Min has certainly gone through and, and destroyed everybody they play. Um on a regular basis in the conference. It's not that strong of a conference. Um, but they reached out. They played on Alaska and beat on Alaska. Yep. Uh, and that was so, at UW Lacrosse. That was a good game was over there. Yeah, and, and there we, we, I think, the fact that they could beat an on Alaska team, even though we just talked about the fact that Anna hasn't really put it all together yet, um, I, I think kind of speaks volumes that they play a team of that caliber and, and win like that. Um, I think these girls at Melman have been through too much to not be 100% focused on getting back to Green Bay this right. time. They're finally going to lose a couple of these players they've been playing with for the last three years. Um, they're, they're still going to have a, a lot of talent coming back next year, but this is their, their last chance with Erica Simmons, Katie Christofferson. They want to make sure those those girls go out, at least in Green Bay. I sure. Think. And, of course, you do. Everybody wants to get to Green Bay, but I, I think they're good enough to, to make that happen. I just think they'll have a little extra motivation maybe just because they've been so good. Right. And for them not to get there would, would be a pretty big blow, I think, this year. And it's just crazy to think about from just a, a larger standpoint of Melrose Monroe being a public school in Division Four, and then having five girls all in the same, at least classes enough that they played together. All five college players. Yeah, like all they can put out starting five. That's all going to play uh, college women's basketball, and that's just kind of crazy that they're all just happen to be born in that Melrose Monroe's area around the same time in the same couple yeah. of years. Yeah, exa- and a couple of them being Division One. Yeah, Emily Herzberg and, and Mesa Bayam. Uh, the two I mentioned, the seniors, going to be Division Three. Christofferson going to Stout and Simmons going to Whitewater. Colette Lockington, I haven't heard, but but she's certainly a college caliber player. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if basketball ends up being being her thing, she's a good three sport athlete. Uh, basketball might be her might be her best though. We'll see where she ends up. But uh, I know there's probably at least Division two interest in her. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe she ends up being a Division three, but that's still college basketball, and it's Division three is is a lot better than people think. I mean, there's yeah. people look down on that, and I I, I don't know why. Uh, you see very, very good high school players go to Division three, and some of them have no impact there. Yeah. So if hang, she ends yeah. up, yeah, I mean, if you have five starters on this team, they're going to be college players, and that's what Aquinas has, like, gotten used to lately. But that's what Melman <laughs> has too. So uh, I think that that will help them get through this, this uh, little path they have too. All right. So make sure you're uh, following Todd and I on Twitter, Todd Summerfeld LAX, and me, C. Bart Dizzle, for uh, girls' basketball updates Thursday and Saturday. 
Uh, let's jump over to hockey now. Obviously, the the Alaska girls team ended up not making it through in their section final. Uh, tough loss for them. But uh, the Alaska boys co-op team dominates their section final 6 nothing last week. And now... Didn't get quite the respect they were hoping for from the, no. from the statewide uh, no, the panel that seeded the tournament. Gets the eighth seed in the tournament, has to play the university school, uh, the Milwaukee school that's just a hockey powerhouse. They're always in that state tournament conversation or state championship conversation. Uh, they're going to be playing at 10 a.m. on Thursday. Um, uh, Jeff Brown, our sports editor, had a good story on Jack Weber, their goalie, earlier this week. You can read that on lacrosstribune.com. But... I thought it was really interesting listening to the coaches and their players talk about how good of a game Jack had individually against university school uh, when they played in the regular season. It ended up being a 6-1 to loss, and when you look at that, it's like, well, how did the goalie have a good game? But they talked a lot about how the defense had some breakdowns that really didn't give him a chance to stop the puck. But when they did give him chances and they did play good defense, he had some, a lot of good saves. So I think this is one of those times where I think Weber goes in this game confident where maybe university school thinks he shouldn't be. So I think yeah, it's going to be an interesting be. matchup from a defense-offense perspective. And then for Alaska offensively, they've got to get some goals. They've got to, I think, get an early goal to get that kind of, some of those nerves off, being at the state tournament and some younger guys that haven't been there before. The, the lacrosse guys obviously haven't been here before. So get an early goal, maybe get an early lead to get some of those nerves out. Yeah, I, I think you, you use that eight seed to your advantage. You, you really try to to hype that with, with the kids and say, look, they think we're the worst team here. Right. That's essentially they don't think as, we should be here. As good a season as Onalaska had, and there are hockey people here who think this is the best team that's come through here in a long time, um, just hockey in this side of the state doesn't get the respect yet. Uh, hasn't gone in one state yet, so people could say that that's deserved. But, um, you know, they, they beat Eau Claire North, which is seated ahead of them. Eau Claire went up and played some games in the cities, and that, that obviously is going to uh, help you with your seed, just going up there and playing that kind of competition. Uh, but, you know, Alaska did play university school at the end of the year, and like you said, lost that game. Um, five goals early. Uh, that's tough to overcome, of course. Right. Uh, but, if they can, like you said, I think if they can go and get one early, and I think they have some good, really good players uh, you mentioned the Onalaska or the lacrosse kids that haven't been there. The the lacrosse additions to the team have been very good. There mm-hmm. haven't been very many, but the ones that are playing are very good. So I, I don't know if they'll completely grasp what's happening uh, in front of them, but uh, they have guys there to, to kind of explain it to them and help them through it. And uh, like I said, I just I just think if you're Onalaska, you just embrace that number eight yeah. and go that you have nothing to lose. And the, but again, Tim Edmer said that. Their coach said that in, in Jeff's story. There's to, no pressure. Yeah, just go out and just play your game, see what happens. Because, like you just said, there's no pressure. Everyone expects us to lose anyway. So right. let's just go play, do our best, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, go out there and, and make your memories. Extend those the, the memories that you have from, from high school hockey. Now it's going to be, obviously, a really hard game to go out and win. Um, but if you're not on edge and don't go in tight, you have a better chance. Absolutely. All right, let's jump over to wrestling. Uh, the state tournament for wrestling is going to, or state team tournament, I should team. say, yeah, uh, individuals last week. Make sure you well, go we back. individual, and, too, over Minnesota. Oh, and yes, yeah, yeah. lots of stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, make sure you go back on lacrosstribune.com and read Todd's uh, individual wrestling coverage. There were some, some tough losses for the Cooley kids. Didn't have a state champion for the first time in a long time, but uh, some good reporting in there. 
But um, we got the, the team tournament here in Wisconsin, and this has become a, become a yearly thing for the Holman team after, you know, this area not having too many teams that got down there. Holman's their third year in a row. Um, last season they were the runner-up, lost a two-point duel against Stoughton, which had a, a really great lineup, as did Holman. Um, Holman, it was interesting reading your story today, Todd. Make sure you read that on lacrosstribune.com. But uh, the fact that... Jason Luloff doesn't like the fact that people are starting to kind of respect Holman now. People know that <laughs> Holman it has some good wrestling, has a good program, is building a good tradition there. I think he, I think he wants the respect, of course, but I think he said today that he felt weird last year being there as the number two team. Um, he's used to be in more underdog role, sure. and that's kind of what he sees the team this year. They're, they got the four seed, uh, so they're in the top half of the field, and, and Last year's last year's team is going to be tough to match again. They sure. were so good weight to weight. I mean, there, you look at no that. I mean, they have a Division One wrestler, and then they have mm-hmm. a Division Three wrestler that just got fourth. At, yeah, he just got fourth at the uh, or no, excuse me, sixth, sixth at the uh, Upper Midwest Regional as a freshman, which is the toughest region in Division Three college wrestling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you have two guys that are that high level. So anchoring the lineup and then a bunch of talent around it. Yeah, yeah, and and this team is is good too. Uh, they're, they're you don't look at it and see glaring weaknesses. You have people winning matches everywhere. You have good records everywhere. Um, going to state is a different animal because every team you see is going to have that. We we've talked a lot, or people have talked a lot about numbers and wrestling dwindling. That doesn't affect any of these teams. Right, <laughs> yeah. The, these are the teams yeah, that are kind are the of the teams, examples. <laughs> yes, these are the teams that this is what everybody wants to be. And a lot of times it's the same teams that are going, and we see that uh, a little more in, in Division Two this year, although the Division One powers are, are still kind of there. Uh, I, and I, I think Holman's one of them. I think people are starting to recognize that around the state. Uh, but the, Luloff, I, I think the quote was that he, he likes, likes the, the thought of, him and his kids knowing that they can go out and win rather than everybody else thinking that. Um, and Holman is a team that's been climbing, and they have very specific sets of goals to improve every year. Every, uh, they want to take a step forward every single year, and everybody wants to do that. But in, in Holman, they, they make a point to emphasize that. We accomplished this, so now we have to accomplish the next thing. Now we have to accomplish the next thing. The next thing is a state championship. Will they go out and get that this weekend? I don't know. We'll see how they do on Friday and Saturday. It's going to be a tough thing to do if they can get it, especially if you if you win and, and if we go according to seeds. Uh, uh, Holman opens with Kakana, which is a powerhouse that won four state championships in a row until last year they got knocked out in the semis by yeah. Stoughton. Uh, so if you can beat Kakana, the, the likelihood is that you get Stoughton in, in the semifinals and you got a rematch of the, the finals from last year. And, and that's a team that probably is just as good as it was last year. So you're going to have to kind of wrestle out of your minds to get by that one. <laughs> if you get by that one, then you get, you know, you're going to have a good opponent again on Saturday. I'm um, not going to go into all the matchups to figure out who that's going to be right now. But um, you start with Kakana. If you win that, you have to try probably beat Stoughton. Uh, to give yourself a fighting chance for Saturday. I mean, and then you mentioned Division Two. Got also throw in that Melvin Melvin Vet slash GET. Uh, that team will also be competing as well, and they had a pretty good showing for their individuals that made it to state. I think what was it a runner up from Purdue. Yeah, Purdue was a runner up, and they they had some qualifiers, just like Coleman had a handful of qualifiers. I think GET the Melvin GET team had six, if I remember right, uh, and and certainly shouldn't be that disappointed with with what it did there. Uh, went and wrestled well. Holman wrestled well. We didn't have the numbers this year, but I think the kids that went there really performed. I think the ones that 
that nobody came back with the place they wanted because we didn't have champions. Sure. But I think all of them lost to very, very elite wrestlers in their yeah. final matches. I mean, they, they would have had to wrestle very well to win those matches. Um, and, and it just wasn't there that night. I think with most of them, had they, had they walked out as champions, people would have said, wow. Yeah, an eye opener. And Truck Hanna almost pulled it off in Division Two. Um, Perny almost pulled it off. So uh, you know, Perny certainly has something to, to build on, and this will be his last last chance to wrestle too. So um, he's going to wrestle somewhere in college. We're not sure where yet. So this is a chance for him to end the season the way he wants. Uh, they'll have to wrestle. I think it's Freedom. I think is the the first team they 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 wrestle, and and their whole tournament is Saturday. So it's. Be your best on that day. Yeah. There's, there's no coming back. You have, to, you have to be ready that day. So you got to win in the morning and win in the afternoon. All right. So just wrap up the podcast here. We'll talk about some of the boys' uh, basketball tournament. A uh, little bit slower on that side just because everything's starting to get going a little bit. Uh, they had the regional quarterfinals on Tuesday. Uh, no real surprises coming out of that, I, I don't think. I mean, no. we saw some some huge wins out of Blair Taylor and Bangor, right, um, some ones that you would expect. Uh, a nice win for the Logan boys, uh, beating Sparta at home. Um, Calvin Maven ends up with 32, 32 points. I mean, uh, that's when a guy that's always had the scoring ability, just maybe not the most consistent guy throughout the season, but... You saw in that type of game where Sparta has some good athletes, good players that defend him, and he catches fire, and they can't really do much about it. Right, and he, he hit a couple of threes early to get himself going. Didn't hit another one the rest of the game, but did really well at getting to the basket. And and one thing uh, Andy Fernholz, Logan's coach, said after the game, and it was, some, it was something that was pretty apparent a, as the game went on, he really played within what Logan wanted to do. Sure. He, didn't, he wasn't forcing things. He didn't take bad shots at all. Uh, I think there were a couple of passes he'd probably want to take back um, that he made under the hoop but uh, and maybe shoot the ball instead of trying to make that extra pass. Uh, and I think that was just him really trying to stay within what the team wanted rather than uh, kind of go off on his own. So maybe, maybe those, were, those were a little forced, but that was about it. Uh, McGuire Warner played great inside. Didn't get a lot of great looks early because Sparta defended him very well, but he ended up with 17 and 15. Which is a fantastic game. He was he was just a monster on the boards. Uh, Logan didn't. He, he pretty much uh, there weren't a whole lot of other guys hitting the boards for Logan. So <laughs> right. he he was there to, to to corral all those things. But played a really really good game, and he's a guy that we've you kind of wait to see some consistency with too. And maybe he's getting it at the right time. The problem is the next game is against Central. I was just about to say. Friday, the unfortunate so. part about this game was the consolation, or the, the winner had to go play Central now. Yeah. It was had about a week off, and I mean. Uh, I think Calvin Maven said it best in their story. They're just going to go try play their best. Yeah, they, they, they've played Central twice this year. They know how good they are. I mean, yeah. these kids have probably been playing against each other since they were, you know, three, four years old, just right. being in this area. But uh, I, I think when you look at Logan, I, to keeping that game close would be I, the, a, a big accomplishment for them, just yeah. because of how Central has handled their other two games against them this season. Yeah, and I think the thing that uh, that Maven and, and uh, Warner will be able to take with them is is the fact they played so well on their last game on their own court. Sure. If they, I mean, of course the memory changes if they go beat Central. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, monumental. I mean, there's, there's your whole there's your whole high school memory basketball right there if they can win this game. Uh, they'll they'll need to play very well. They're they're going to need Central to be off its game. I, I think they know that they understand that. Yeah. They they they're nine and fourteen, and you're looking at a team that's twenty and two. 
so you know they're not going to be able to play their best and and still beat them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, but I think they're they're very happy to have the opportunity. They beat a a team that was very similar to them throughout the year, which you always want to win those games uh, to at least give yourself the chance, and they gave themselves a chance. Right. And just a quick mention for Aquinas, they got the the win in their quarterfinals. Yeah. Well, they run into a buzzsaw. I'm pretty sure they have to play the number one seed now. Yeah. Um, down. Yeah, come out. Uh, was it Belmont? Nine. No. What is it? Uh, I don't have the bracket in front of me. Shoot. But it's, Either yeah, way, something good. Year, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's going to be a tough game. But, again, Aquinas, and I've said this every year, they have a fighting chance based on their the, the competition they play all year. Sure. They're playing better competition than most of their opponents when they drop down to Division Four, And no, nobody that, they've, that they're, they're going to play, uh, you know, in the foreseeable future is, has played Central. Right, and, right. You know, played on Alaska twice, yeah, and twice. <laughs> yeah, so they 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 play good games. Um, they like to be in that conference. It's a tough conference to win. Even when they were winning state, it was a tough conference to win. Um, and when you're not at that level, it gets even harder, obviously. But it gets you ready, and it does that in every sport for Aquinas. And and basketball is certainly one of them. I, I think maybe they benefit a little more in like maybe baseball or. Or, or softball just with the caliber of pitching they see, and then you drop down. Right. Um, maybe baseball more than softball, because it yeah. seems like softball, everybody has a pitcher. Somebody, somebody find, they you find know, a pitcher it, somewhere. Yeah, but baseball, <laughs> you need multiple. But anyways, uh, off topic there. But um, I, I just think you're. it's going to be hard to find a team more ready for good competition than Aquinas when you get to this level. Now, when, when you're talking the elite Division fours. they're all in the same boat. I mean, you have some really good Division fours out there Sure. Uh, that, that are – you know, can do some of the things that Aquinas can do. But on the path there, uh, I think at least for the first, you know, few games, you're you're looking at a team then that can always go out and say they can win it. Makes sense. All right, well, we'll be wrapping it up here. But uh, if you do want to become a sponsor of the podcast, <laughs> email us at sports at lacrossetribune.com. Uh, that is open. We are not presented by anyone yet. Um, <laughs> But uh, make sure you're following along on lacrossetribune.com and on Twitter uh, for this really packed weekend. For, yeah, uh, this the rest is one of this week and all weekend. Yeah, this this week is one of the busiest ones of the of the calendar year yes. uh, with all the tournaments and all the big uh, big stuff going on. So make sure you're following along. We'll be back next week wrapping some of this stuff up and really kind of breaking down. I'm sure boys basketball because we're gonna be right there. And then girls more than likely, yeah, more than likely uh, a number of teams in our girls uh, field uh, going up to Green Bay for state. So make sure you're checking that out next week. For Colton Bartholomew, that was Todd Summerfelt. Thanks for listening.